0: What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Radiovania, episode number 87, your nerdy public radio for all things entertainment and pop culture. My name is Zach Artello, at Zach Artello, and once again, joining me in the digital sphere is John Swansong Parker, wearing a dank-ass Tampa Bay Rays hat. Playoff clinching, Tampa <laughs>
1: Bay Rays. Uh, so, yeah. I think Hopefully I've given they... up all
0: hope as a Reds fan at this point.
1: I mean, don't give up all hope. Let me pull up the standings as we kind of vamp here
0: a little bit. But I saw, I saw some article this morning on the Cincinnati City Beat where it was like, don't count the Reds out of a playoff spot quite yet. And I was like, well... Yeah, I mean,
1: they're only shooting for wild card two, which is going to be a really competitive ending for sure. the National League um, because... The Dodgers and the Giants are in the same division, and both of those teams have already clinched a playoff spot. So the Rays have a seven-game lead on this, the Red Sox in their division, and there's like 10 games left. So i hoping they win that. Yeah. But uh, the Reds have not been um, statistically removed. However, uh, unfortunately, the Cardinals have gotten very good. Yeah. <laughs> and they are now, oof, OK, never mind. They're 21 games behind the wild card too
0: that doesn't sound as good as it did a minute ago john (laughs) yeah
1: well i guess i forgot that the cardinals won 10 in a row or 14 in a row so gotcha sorry
0: about that cincinnati but it's okay we forgive you champa bay i guess uh, it's it's your time to shine we had our time it was uh, a wire to wire so whatever let's do it uh if you're just catching up on the show now thank you for joining us uh we do this show every now and then whenever we get free time. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever we want. Yeah, we don't, we're not, you don't own me, internet. Uh, Until
1: you're willing to pay me to do this as a full time job, there will be no strict schedule.
0: We're working, we're work, working really hard. I need yeah. another sponsorship. Right now, our anchor sponsorship, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's making us like probably anywhere from 50 cents to 75 cents a show.
1: If we get sponsored by Me Undies, we could do like a catalog. Or like a calendar. Of I'll like show my ass for
0: money. Are you kidding You me? and me all like oiled up wearing yeah. the undies. Yeah. In different iconic Radiovania locations. So like. Sure. Like Cleveland. The Torpedo Room. Cleveland. <laughs> the
1: torpedo Room.
0: Yeah. Island Comic Shop. Um, well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, This is Radiovania. This is what it is. It's it's pop culture. It's nerd culture. It's it's John and Zach having a good old time on a Friday night. Drinking some red wine and some whiskey. But never combine the two no stick to one or the other if you're if you're gonna have a nice evening because i feel like that's a mistake that i would make um so yeah you can follow us in a a multitude of ways please go to radiovania.com to see all of our previous episodes you can even Give us a tip in the tip jar if you think we're doing a good enough job to deserve your hard-earned cash. You can go to Radiovania on basically every podcast platform available, and we're there for you. Or you can go to Radiovania's YouTube channel and watch all of our videos. You can watch all of our past movies and, and all of our like our short films and stuff like that, if that's what you want to call them, short films. Um, Film and then, is a strong word. Sure. <laughs> They're beautifully directed. Thank you. Directed. Um, Thank you.
1: Beautifully not- acted,
0: too. Beautifully eh. acted. Yeah.
1: Still waiting on that Razzie nom coming into my mailbox.
0: He's not the Gotham we deserve. <laughs> uh, lastly, but not leastly, you can follow us at Radiovania on Twitter or you can email us at Radiovania show at gmail.com. Please email us with all of your questions, comments. If you want a topic suggestion, whatever you want, we will read it because if you send it, we'll read it. It's just like the Kevin Costner movie. If you build it, they'll come. If you send it, we'll read it. The Kevin Costner
1: movie. You mean Field of Dreams?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that one. John, we got a hell of a show. I sat there eating my hero cake. (laughs) (laughs) We do it. We, we, We have a hell of a show. Uh-huh. Coming up, we're going to talk about Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We're going to talk about the PlayStation Showcase that just happened. We are going to talk about the Matrix Resurrections and a bunch of other Disney Plus stuff. Maybe a little James Bond, maybe a little Nintendo. But first, John, catch me up on what you've been up to. We The last episode that we did was the Spider-Man No Way Home emergency Radiovania where we had to talk about that trailer. And that was uh, August 25th, so almost exactly a month to the day that we have did our last episode. So what have you been up to the last month?
1: Well, we've been pretty busy in our personal lives. We, have, uh, we had a fantasy football draft thrown in there in the middle.
0: We sure did. And
1: I had a wedding. Uh, my cousin Kaylee got married, so I was recently in attendance of that. Yeah, mazel tov to Kaylee. Yeah. <laughs> no Jews in our family, but mazel tov anyway. <laughs> And, um, yeah, so that's kind of what I've been up to in terms of like reasons why we probably haven't gotten around to doing a show, sure. but otherwise, you know, just working consuming content, um, uh, not the content that Zach asked me to consume because why would I make it easy on him at this point? Um,
0: yeah, I still haven't watched the Irishman. So now you yeah. can hate me. So
1: that's okay. You're just not a man of your word. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm as trying. they say in
1: the irishman it is what it is it is what it is it does joe pesci is. say that they all say it <laughs> they all say it oh really <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: okay. it's
1: like a it's a mon it's like a thing you know it's, like, it's like a mantra it's like it means like they've reached the end of the line so now they're gonna have to get whacked essentially you know what i mean so it's like i won't spoil the movie but like let's say for example it was like you and me and michael were in the mob and we were both fed up about Michael doing something. And you'd be like, well, what if, what if we give him another chance and he does this? And I'm like, is what it is. And then that would, that would be like me essentially telling you, like, I'm going to kill Michael. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Shout out to Michael. Shout out to Mike. Yeah. Well, Mike, just to let you know, if I ever hear John say it is what it is regarding you, I'm going to assume that that's him telling me he wants me to murder you. So
1: yeah. Or I'm going to have him murdered. Or you yeah. have him murdered. Sure. Yeah, I don't do the dirty work myself. Yeah, that's a good point. point. Luca Brazzi's for.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we'll hire someone like. Uh... Who would be good at taking down Michael? Maybe we could hire. Probably a blonde woman. <laughs> a blonde hair, blue eyed <laughs> Aryan.
1: Some type of like Aryan. <laughs> um, femme Vital. Yeah.
0: Well, you have some other stuff written down here.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I've been. Um... In terms of television, I've been. I finished Rick and Morty season five, which was a couple of weeks ago. Um, I know you probably haven't watched any of this season.
0: I have watched a couple episodes. A couple, okay. So I watched. I watched all the episodes that are available for free on Adult Swim, like the website. The one. No, there's like four. Oh, okay, cool. That are free. It's like the first three episodes, and then it skips like four, five, six, and then there's like the Thanksgiving episode that's free. And then that's oh, with the
1: perfect. turkeys, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so the season, season five, they they got through eight episodes, and then they took a two week hiatus. I guess they had another producer die. Um, so while they were finishing it up, there was kind of like a quasi two parter finale for this season, and they were supposed to release it over two weeks, but they surprised everybody and just released it on the same night. So um, that wrapped up a couple weeks ago. It's so good. The finale is a crossover of Rick and Morty with like a samurai anime. It's really fucking it's really funny.
0: The episode's Um, called like Samurai Rick or something like that. Like it's like Samurai Jack kind of playoff.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then um and then I've been watching American Horror Story this season, which is because of the pandemic, it's two different storylines over ten episodes. So the first six episodes is one storyline called red tide which is what's been airing recently okay and then the second's going to be in death valley and it's about like ufos or something but this six episode arc is about um a writer who moves his family to cape cod and starts taking a pill to be able to become a better artist and hijinks ensue and (laughs) <laughs> if you haven't watched it yet, you should. I don't want to. I don't want to tell you what the Faustian deal is that you have to make to be a better artist, but it's really interesting.
0: Here's the here's the thing. I've never watched a single episode of American Horror Story. Is this knowing me and like I'm not a huge horror movie fan. Like I like I like a lot of classical horror stuff. Like I really like The Shining, and um, yeah, I can deal with like The Thing and some other like like I like John Carpenter stuff sometimes. But it's yeah. like, would I enjoy this? this series
1: so here's the thing about american horror story is the cool thing is is it's each season's anthology so it's a different it's the same cast but they just do a different thing each right. season season one is a haunted house story which is really good i would highly recommend um that's the only season i've seen besides this one though so like i have i have not watched much oh, wow. apparently apparently it goes way downhill after season one and then this season's kind of like ticking back up in terms oh, of really Popular opinion um it's really it's like horror it's horror that i think you could handle based on like the things that you're into like hill house and you know anything and stuff like that like it's a lot of psychological stuff however the one thing that's really different about american horror story is it's very gory so there's like lots of like blood and mutilation and monsters and stuff like that so if you get like, if you have like a weak stomach, it's definitely not. Especially this season, it's called red
0: tide for a reason. So, do they treat the do they treat the gore and blood like in a in a like a very grisly, gruesome sort of way, or is it more f- like campy horror blood and gore kind no, of like it's
1: like really grisly.
0: Oh, really? <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. It's like slow motion watching people get like their throats cut and stuff, oof. And like oof, their intestines ripped out, you know, stuff like that. Yikes
0: yeah big yikes
1: and besides that um (laughs) uh yeah and then there's been some fun comics recently I, I finally found a store that I got back to in Cleveland um JC my boy if you're listening I'm sorry you're too far of a drive for me to come down there so I'm now a patron at Carol and John's comic shop in Lakewood um but yeah there's been some cool stuff I brought some show and tell which the listeners won't be able to see but you can just for visuals so Within the last couple months, uh, our boy, the King of the Oceans, had his 80th Ooh. birthday. So happy birthday, the, Aquaman! Yeah, the Aquaman 80th anniversary came out. I haven't actually finished it yet, but it's been pretty good. Um, I have been reading over the course of a couple months uh, the Batman Superman book. They have their own title together, and it was really interesting. I think Zach, you should read it because it's only like six issues for this whole story arc, but imagine um imagine the multiverse in like different types of like variants and stuff like in loki but the way that you view them is by watching them as if it's like a film reel essentially okay so it's like every multiverse world is kept on a reel of film like from like the 30s so this batman superman arc that's been going on is if like two different alternate realities and the film strips accidentally get spliced together and they start crossing over with each other. So it's a completely different versions of Batman and Superman, but um, they just had an annual, which is the, you know, exactly what it sounds like it's once a year, right. But it's really cool. So I'll show Zach and I'll explain it to the listeners, but it's got Superman on one side. And then if you flip it over, it's got Batman on the other. And what happens is you read it and this is the batman side you'll read it normally left to right it gets to the middle and you have to flip it and realize that you got to go back and read the other side which is the superman side so you that's a cool concept over, and you start
0: from the other side i yeah, like that a lot
1: it's, it's really cool so they've been doing a lot of fun stuff like that with
0: is this available as like a trade to like read the whole probably thing or... like a, probably like a month
1: i'll let okay. you know when it is yeah. yeah let me know it's been like six issues in the annual so like seven total but really fun really cool the art's gorgeous it's like it's also just like kind of campy silver age style batman so it's like batman with robin and then like superman hanging out with jimmy olsen and stuff so it's just
0: like it's totally rad awesome um, that sounds that sounds really cool i like that idea quite a bit it's
1: a really cool concept i i like picked it up in santa cruz the first issue when they started this arc and i read it and i was like this is really damn good for like a book that normally isn't super popular as like their solo runs that have been going on for mm-hmm. 80 years, but yeah. So definitely go check that out. If you guys are interested, I think it's just like, especially like the annual with the reverse flippage and stuff. It's just yeah. really cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, and then right now it's as we move into October, both comic publishers uh, as well as a lot of the indie books start to do kind of like spookier stuff. Um, so right now the, all of the Batman books are entering into this massive crossover, which I will only read one, <laughs> one part of it in, which is the normal Batman run. Cause I don't want to buy random issues of like Catwoman and Robin and stuff like that. Um, DC, you can't have all my money as much as you'd like. Uh, it's called the fear state and it is a heavily involved scarecrow storyline, which has been pretty cool.
0: So that sounds cool.
1: Pretty predictable. Except for this time, instead of using fear toxins, he's using fear mind control by manipulating the Mad Hatter's technology. So you think that you, Batman takes the fear antidote that he always carries in his belt and it like he keeps seeing Scarecrow like pop up in the road and he swerves the Batmobile off and like crashes and stuff. So pretty cool stuff. And then um, I only brought up Spider Man here because we're in the last story arc of the writer that's been writing for like the last four years so it's this guy named nick spencer his run on amazing spider-man since like 2018 has been absolutely phenomenal and he said that this is his last storyline and they're passing the baton off to a different writer and um i'm pretty sad to be honest with you because it's been kind of like like batman's gone through several writers and i'll always buy that book because i have a collection that's gone gone back so long but this is like when you get a really good writer on a book and they stick around for longer than 50 issues it's actually like quite the milestone so this guy by the time he's done will almost have done probably like 90 spider-man issues and um with like one or two different artists here or there but he writes spider-man the way that like they write Tom Holland in the movies. Like they're very funny. Um, The books are really funny and he incorporates J. Jonah Jameson really well and Mary Jane. And he likes to use a lot of the lesser known villains to give them some more time in the sun, especially the ones that aren't in the movies. So he will um, definitely be missed. I'm sure Marvel has something big planned for him if he's moving off of Amazing Spider-Man, which is arguably top
0: five best selling books. Um, sure.
1: So I'm curious to see what he moves on to next.
0: So, so yeah, will you cool. uh, when this guy finishes up his run with Spider-Man? Will you have had all collected issues of that of his run? Yeah, that's pretty fucking badass.
1: Yeah, it is. It's all. It's almost a whole long box by itself. Like that's, that's cool. A, it's pretty crazy. I would say like my longest continued runs of a book is this run on Spider-Man, um, Batman from like essentially the new 52 onward and, uh, detective comics. So. Right. Thankfully the daredevil writer, chip Zdarsky that's been writing for the last year or two is so showing no signs of stoppage. So the problem with the Spider-Man book is he's twice monthly. So I get two issues of Spider-Man every month, whereas Daredevil is just once a month. So this guy definitely has way more time to like take a break in between writing daredevil books. So, I prefer monthly a cause it's easier on my wallet and B cause I think it makes the run last longer in terms of years. Right. But it's still impressive nonetheless that he, that this uh, Nick Spencer guy was able to write so much on Spider-Man. So yeah. when it's all said and done, I would highly suggest checking it out. Zach, I think you could tear through it pretty okay. easily. I'm sure they'll drop like an omnibus kind of like um, invincible or something someday
0: or. Well, I've never read a Spider-Man like comic.
1: Oh, well, the, there's two that I would recommend. It's either this one or uh, Brian Michael Bendis' Ultimate Spider-Man run, which is like 120 issues. And he, write, he wrote <laughs> every single one, and it's perfect. It's like 10 out of 10. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's that so- was when you said uh, – it was like uh, when we were discussing lim- uh, Invincible over the summer, and you were saying your Mount Rushmore of comics was like the long Halloween, the that Spider-Man one – uh oh God! Did you say Invincible? Walking Dead? No, I like Walking Dead, but not that much. Not that much. I'd
1: probably, I'd probably, if we're, if we're sticking to Mount Rushmore, which is four, I'd probably go with another Batman book, which would probably okay. be like Dark Knight Returns. Sure. Or, I also really, I also, yeah that's the thing it's 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 always hard to leave that off but i also feel like it's kind of a cop out to include it so um superman for all seasons is really good too did you ever read that one that's the great it's the the writer and artist that did long halloween but they do a superman book
0: talk dirty to me baby
1: it's only four issues each issue is a different season so it's kind of like the like the last of us or la la land or something and each issue is narrated by a different person in superman's life so it's like Pa Kent, Lana Lang, Lois Lane, and Lex Luthor. So, pretty cool.
2: That
0: sounds I'll awesome.
1: To you. I'll loan it to
2: you next weekend.
0: We... Okay. Yeah. Make me a reminder. Yeah.
1: But that's what I've been up to.
0: Sounds like a. That sounds like a hell of a good time there.
1: M- yeah, that was friend. our comic shop talk too. By the way. Oh, Just okay. One cool. Special
0: comic shop. Talk. <laughs> comic shop talk. Well, John. We've been up to fantasy football. And now How are you feeling?
1: Come, now we come to it. Dismal.
0: You're feeling <laughs> dismal? I'm 0-2. I'm 2-0. <laughs> Undeserving. Children yeah. cities. two um,
1: It sucks because, like, I won the league two years ago, and I've gotten gradually worse, which either means I'm off my edge or I just was really lucky. So we'll see. Brandon Cooks had a good game last night, so I'm projected to win, but I was also projected to win in all of my games the last three weeks, and I still lost, so I honestly don't trust that at all.
0: Well, I've been, I've been projected to lose in all of my games, and I have what I've won, so uh, maybe there's something to it. Maybe we're cursed, reverse cursed. Um, Yeah, fantasy football, that's been taking up. I miss it, you know? Like – Yeah. I just missed it. Like I missed having like that news feed, checking the waivers, checking other teams, looking at players, looking at getting all the news blurbs, listening to podcasts about it and just being back into that atmosphere. It really does feel like fall. Like it's, and the weather oh, is yeah. even cooler in Cincinnati this weekend. Like I yeah, wore a hoodie to work the last two days. It was great. Yeah. It's like 55 outside right now. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. I'm, just so stoked the fantasy football is back. Um, if anyone wants to make any bets or wagers on the Blood Bowl League, please email Radiovania show at gmail.com. And also, if you ah. want to tell me if I should start Tim Patrick or Nicole Hardman <laughs> for Upside, please email Radiovania show at gmail.com. Nate fucked me, dude. Oh, shit. I just hit my desk and uh, polka dot man just fell off my counter. I'm a
1: superhero. Yeah, you sent me a picture.
0: It's awesome. Yeah, let's go. Um yeah, Nate Nate started DJ Moore. I started Robbie Anderson, two wide receivers for the Carolina Panthers. One decided to uh DJ have an Moore, excellent had a, game. Had a game. And then uh, Robbie Anderson decided to take his pants down and take a big old deuce right on the 50-yard line.
1: Um is this the third season you've had Robbie Anderson?
0: No, second. I think I've only had him two years in a row. Okay. I didn't have him before. Last year, he had some pretty great games, like some matchup winners, honestly. They didn't
1: have any other wide receivers last year. Yeah,
0: So now Mm. we're faced a problem. Zach needs help. Um, But yeah, other than fantasy football, here's – I've been – so I finally watched The Green Knight.
1: Is that the um, Dev Patel movie or whatever?
0: A24 film, uh, Dev Patel. It was uh, made by the guy that made A Ghost Story. Did you ever see this film? A, a Ghost Story is a indie film Um, it came out maybe 2015, 2016, and it has Casey Affleck in it. And the premise of the movie is Casey Affleck, and I can't even remember who his wife was playing. It might be like Kate or Rooney Mara. It's one of those two. Um, they live with each other in this tiny house, and they're like a happy little couple, and he he dies in a car accident, and his ghost haunts the house that they live in but his ghost is literally played by casey affleck in a giant sheet with two (laughs) eye holes cut out of it it is the stupidest thing on premise but it's honestly one of the most like gut-wrenchingly hard to watch dramas (laughs) that i've seen in in my lifetime uh it's just a very raw look at like relationships and legacy and you know passing on what you know to other people and it's it's really hard to watch honestly like it, it gets me in the feels every time i every time i've watched it. i've only been able to watch it twice all the way through um but that director obviously made a really poignant uh drama and he got a lot of recognition for it i think it got a, plenty of nods at the academy awards the year that it came out um but this is his like big follow-up movie to a ghost story and it's yeah the story of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight and it's like a medieval tale huh Gawain they call him Gawain in the movie really yeah maybe I don't know English that well I I don't know if it's like so that was the thing is that like here's the here's my review of the Green Knight I was very confused (laughs) for most of the movie like yeah dude that Charlemagne literature is Dense. Yeah. They and they I think that they used plenty of of uh, historical accurate dialect and historically accurate like uh verbiage as well. So like a lot of these characters are speaking in such poetic, flowery language. It's like I was having a hard time keeping up with it. Um, with a lot of the dialogue. Atmospherically, though, the movie is like gorgeous, like maybe the most beautiful looking movie I've seen in quite some time. Um Mm. just the scenery like the the way that the world it looks in this movie is so breathtaking like the vistas and the mountains the fog the way that it rolls over all the camera shots of there's lots of moments where it's just dev patel riding a horse and it's just like music and the score and the atmosphere and it's very cool um pop quiz
1: is it is it prettier looking than braveheart yeah Incorrect. You
0: failed the quiz. (laughs) (laughs) Braveheart Braveheart is a beautiful movie, but also shot with not as, you know, not as updated technology. Shot on film. Shot on film. I wouldn't be surprised if this Green Knight movie was shot on film. Possibly. When was the
1: last time you watched Braveheart?
2: College, probably. What a flick, man.
1: Mel, you fucked it up for all of us. it's damn it should we do a um complete tangent? Guest. complete tangent should you and i do a radiovania special where we do an award show where we give out awards for hollywood stars that have ruined their reputation and it's just us being like you had a good thing going the award for the most <laughs>
0: <laughs> no Welcome to the, welcome to the first to. annual Radiovania cancelies. The cancelies,
1: <laughs> I love it. The cancelies.
0: Yeah, that'd be hilarious. I would worry that we'd be associating ourselves with some of these scumbags because, like, best We're use of Putin pops them, goes to Bill Cosby.
1: If it's like the nominees are blah blah blah, blah. and the winner is all of you are canceled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: The award is a prompt, uh, <laughs> a prompt exit from the building. <laughs> Thank yep. you and goodbye. But yeah, so the Green Knight, very good. I think that if you're into stuff like Lord of the Rings, if you're into stuff like Game of Thrones, it's a it's Never a heard. really excellent watch. Um, very cinematic, very cool. Um, Dev Patel is great. Uh, What's his ass from? The rise of the planet of the apes that I can never remember his name. Or no, 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 no. James Franco. No, no, no. <laughs> Not that one. What's his name? Oh, fuck, dude. I'm gonna have Andy to look Zircus. this up. No, it's one of the it's one of those actors that I never see him in enough stuff, but whenever he pops up, I'm always like, Oh, you're in this. That's cool. I'm I'm so happy to see you. Uh, Joel Edgerton joel edgerton joel edgerton how could you
1: not remember owen lars bro owen lars uh, right he's gonna be in kenobi he is yeah
0: oh shit i didn't know that
1: yeah him and um the actress who played aunt Peru in revenge of the sith they're both coming back keeping those prequel ties alive
2: yeah
1: oh the other thing real quick before you move on uh i've been reading dune I will most likely have it done by the time we go see it.
2: That's awesome. It's I'm really good. You. It's really good. Um,
1: I don't think you would like the book, though. As someone who like didn't like the Game of Thrones and like the terror style, it's like that, but in space. Yeah.
0: So, well, the scenery and setting. A lot of, na- of name
1: dropping and,
0: and sure, like but the scenery and setting of a space sci-fi thing interests me more than reading about. And y'all blow and Jon Snow took his penis out and proceeded to thrust it twice, oh thrice. Oh <laughs> that interests me a l- space interest music, inter- interests me a little bit more than lineage of like Kings and Queens and stuff like that. I don't know. But sure. yeah, yeah, green Knight, Good. Check it out. Check out the film. It's good. Uh, cool. You can rent it now. Video on demand. Um, I wanted to say this. I won't spend too much time on this because John hasn't seen it yet. Ted Lasso, I've finished uh, it technically, but oh, no, you. St- oh, that's right. Sorry. Oh well, uh, I think there's. I need two your ep-
1: Apple ID, by
0: the way, so that we can oh. so I can finish it. All right, yeah, baby. Um, yeah, I think there's like two or three episodes left in the second season. Just continues to be one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life, <laughs> and I I feel shitty overselling it and overhyping it but really it's like i've never i i can't remember the last time a tv show like a comedy drama like this i can't remember the last time a show like this blew me away since like scrubs wow um yeah hard time hard time imagining like obviously tv dramas have done a lot like in the last 5 to 10 years but like in terms of a humorous show that really like tugs at your heartstrings like yeah. I mean, how I met your mother did a decent job of that in the first few seasons, but that really just trailed off towards the end. But yeah, sure. this is uh Ted Lasso is a must watch. It's an absolute must watch for all y'all out there. It's it's excellent. Best best sports movie ever made. Like if if you could Whoa. call it if you could call the two seasons of TV shows a movie, like it's the best sports thing ever made, IMO. Come at me.
1: Best so like best fictional sports.
0: I think so okay personally for me. okay
1: it's hard man like because if i watch two seasons of like field of dreams you know what i mean like that sounds great like just keep bringing in different ghosts to play baseball you know but (laughs) yeah it's that long form versus the short form you know what i mean it's like this is the world we live in but no i've I've heard nothing but great things i can't wait to finish finish it i yeah i love that so much coach beard oh coach
0: beard's excellent the best Uh, gotta love nate the great uh i am such a huge fan so the show just i don't know if you saw the i didn't put any of the emmy stuff on here just because there's so much so much of it to talk about yeah but ted lasso sweeped, like it won jason sudeikis won for best lead in the comedy or best lead and the less best lead actor uh the girl the woman that plays rebecca won best lead act best supporting actress so on and so forth they just kept winning awards and uh Brett Goldstein who plays um um Roy Kent who's my favorite yeah, part the of the show. Star. Yeah. yeah. The just the best. He is so funny, dude. Like him swearing will never not be funny to me. He's so good, dude. That's exactly who I would be if I was more athletic and lived in England. Is <laughs> Roy Kent. Um but yeah, Ted lasso, check it out. Uh but I've also been playing Deathloop Deathloop is the latest PlayStation exclusive. Yeah, uh, it's it the fun? it's the last exclusive game for from Bethesda because Bethesda last uh, last year got acquired by Microsoft and all oh, their boom, first party boom, games. Boom. Yeah, yeah, they'll all be going to Xbox after this. But this is the last one. Apparently, in the contracts and negotiations, this was re- required to m- maintain an exclusive for the PlayStation platform. We're gonna have um, to buy Xbox for the Indiana Jones game, man. Got my Xbox right here. So Fuck, I'll be I'm gonna
1: come on down and play it. Yeah, I'll <laughs> lend buy it to an you. Xbox for one we'll game. share an
0: Xbox. You don't need to buy an Xbox, yeah. but, but that way. Um, yeah, Death is great. It's it's awesome. It's the it's the closest thing to a Bioshock game since Bioshock Infinite that I've played. Like, okay. um it's a it takes it draws heavy inspiration from the Bioshock games, but it also takes inspiration from games like Hitman, where you you know have you heard of the general premise of this game, John? Mm-hmm. It's like two hitmen's. Yeah, it's like dueling hitmen's. But the yeah. the idea is that you're stuck in a time loop, and there's these eight. They call them visionaries, but they're your targets. And basically, while looping throughout this specific day over and over again in the game, you have to learn and acquire knowledge to get all eight of these visionaries in the perfect spot to assassinate all of them in the same day to break the loop. And it is such a cool concept the atmosphere of the game is awesome the music is like some 70s bond shit like every time you get into action there's like horns that are like and there's like guitars that are like <laughs> so it's like you feel really badass while you're playing it but the whole game is based off of the fact that your right hand is a pistol or a gun or a shotgun or whatever and your left hand is some sort of elemental power so it's just like i'm like I'm playing this game and I'm like just feeling this warm blanket of Bioshock come over my body. And as my favorite video game. And I'm like, ah, yeah. Bioshock. I'm like, ah, I missed this so much. And so, uh, it's a must play. I think if you, uh, I mean, it, if you, if you own a PlayStation five and you, and you've been playing all the newest games, like this is a no brainer to buy. I think it's an easy, easy, easy game, easy, like easy sell. I, I'm having a blast with it. Um, I've uh, I've sunk maybe 12 hours into it and I've heard that the game takes like 15 to 18 hours to complete. Um, and the platinum goes takes a little bit longer than that. but yeah, it's a really fun game. It's it's super cool. I'll also compare it to like the Incredibles. It has that sort of like,... I don't even know how you'd call it, but like the every time that there's like an action sequence and you hear the bongos or it's like <laughs> Mission Impossible. It's that sort of vibe. Like, yeah. It feels like like Brad Bird was like like a. It's like action serials. Yeah. 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 That's a good way to put it. So I think it's a great game. I think, um, I think you would, I think you would enjoy it quite a bit. It's got the lead voice actors are really great. The, the story is really cool. Like it's told mostly through like audio logs and stuff. That's another white reason why it reminds me of Bioshock. But, um, just a fun game. Very, very fun. It's not like, it's not a serious drama like The Last of Us, so you're, I'm not like super invested in the drama of it. But it's just very, mm. it's very comic booky. It's very, uh, it's just pump. It's fun. It's like, I don't know. I'm having a blast with it. It's a really great game. Nice. Getting very tons of great critical perception, like uh, lots of lots of tens across the board from a lot of review outlets. So uh, definitely check it out. Very good game. Uh, the last thing I had on my list was the Matrix, but we'll talk about that a little later in the show. Oh, okay. I like it because we have to talk about the trailer. Did you watch? You watch the trailer?
1: I did watch the trailer. Yeah. You mean okay. John Wick four? John Wick four, yeah. John Wick Wait. four, Enter the Matrix, yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, John, are you ready? Yep, like uh, forty minutes in. Let's talk about the main. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's go, baby. Raider Vinny, we back. Uh, vamp for 20 seconds while I refill my wine, which is sitting right next to me.
1: Sure. So we're going to transition now to talking about our, our spoiler-free, although it's been out for a little bit, and then spoiler review for Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings from Marvel Studios. Uh, just some gross numbers here. Uh, the domestic box office was around 183 million. Uh, international 143 million, roughly for a worldwide box office of 326 million, a budget of 150 million, and uh, it's you know definitely doing better than Black Widow, which is I think due to the fact that it is a in theater only release, not a premier access Disney Plus option. So, any other kind of like big picture things you wanted to talk about before we do some reviewage?
0: Well, you jump right into the numbers here, and I I just want to point out a budget of uh, only 150 million dollars. Like, that's on the low side of the spectrum for these MCU well, movies. I mean, like, I mean, you don't have to pay your big real name actors. martial
1: real martial arts does not require a lot of visual effects. So, and there's tons of that, especially in the first two acts of the movie. But yeah.
0: Yeah, I just think, uh, you know, there's been a lot of talk about the monetary aspects of Shang-Chi and like how it's been doing in the box office because it was like, we were right on that cusp, right? Like, there were a couple, there was like a couple golden, I'm even going to just call it a golden month in the summer where it was like people were feeling way more comfortable about being out, in the, out and about and packing out theaters. And then all of a sudden it was like, okay, wait, hold up, Delta, hold up, everybody, yeah, hold up. And then and it was like, my work went back to masks, Cincinnati started going back to wearing masks in a bunch of different places. And people started wondering like, well, what does this mean for the like fall? What does this mean for the, like, for, I mean, in a very, we're all very, let's preface this by saying we're obviously pandemic stuff, like very serious, very difficult for a lot of different people, but you know, I, Just like talking about the movies, like people were wondering, like, what's this going to mean for the the fall movie season? Like there's Dune, there's Black Widow, there's Shang-Chi, there's there's all this stuff, the Eternals, there's all this stuff. It's like, what is this new wave of COVID and this new, this relapse sort of going to like, going to sort of, how's that going to play a part in it? Um, So I'm going to read an article really quick from Deadline that just published today, actually. It, uh the headline is Shang-Chi Eclipses Black Widow today is highest grossing film during the pandemic at domestic box office. And basically, that's what the article goes on to say. It says Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings continues to crush any industry doubts about the audience's demand for stateside movie going. For as of today, the Destin Daniel Cretton directed movie will become the highest grossing movie during the 2020 to 2021 pandemic to date. Clicking past Disney's Marvel Black Widow, which stands at one eighty three point four million through yesterday. Um Shang-Chi accomplished his feet on a pure theatrical window versus the controversial day and date Disney plus premiere strategy of black widow. Um, the studio recently announced that the Marvel Asian American superhero feature will be available for free to Disney plus subscribers on November 12th, uh, which is they're calling Disney plus day. Now I'm not sure if you saw that.
1: I, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah, the success of Shang-Chi and the domestic box office encouraged Disney to stick with the theatrical window release pattern for its remaining titles on its 2021 slate rather than push them to Disney Plus, which is a something we can touch on a little bit later if we want to. But yeah, so I just think from a monetary standpoint, it is fascinating to see where Shang-Chi is right now It is the 49th highest grossing domestic box office for superhero film. It is the 59 59th- that crazy that there's 49 superhero films. Oh, there's way more than 49. <laughs> it's like 100 plus. Um, it is the 59th highest grossing worldwide box office for a superhero movie. So it's worldwide, not far behind. That's 10 spots behind. And right now it is holds the 251 rank for the all-time domestic box office.
2: Not bad. Not bad.
0: Yeah, Shang-Chi released on September 20... Sorry. I'm going to start that one more time. Shang-Chi, released on September 2nd, 2021. Directed by Destin Daniel Cretton. John, do you know who Daniel Destin Cretton is? No, Zach, I do not. Neither do I. Nice. He's apparently an independent film director. He's known for Short Term 12, directed in 2013. Just Mercy, 2019. Um, Just
1: Mercy, that's the Michael B. Jordan um, Thurgood Marshall movie,
0: right? I, uh, I see Michael B. Jordan on the poster, but that's all I see. <laughs> and then he Hawaii, also, di-
1: so <laughs> okay, Japanese American. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm glad that they went with a, an Asian American
0: director for sure. And then he also directed The Glass Castle in 2017. So he has four ish movies with some short films under his belt. Um, Asian American director hired to uh, be a part of Shang-Chi. Uh, it was written. By Dave Callahan, Daniel Destin Cretton was the screenplay, and Andrew Lanham was also the screenplay. Do any of those people also ring a bell or no? No. Neither do I. <laughs> uh, I will say this, though. Dave Callahan was the writer on such hits films as Wonder Woman 1984. No kidding. America, the motion picture in 2021. And Mortal Kombat, the 2021 Mortal Kombat film. And he was also a writer for Zombieland Double Tap. (laughs) And he was credited as a writer for The Expendables 3. He also worked on Ant-Man.
2: Oh.
1: And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse sequel.
2: Oh. Interesting.
1: Dave Callahan yeah camp Ham. sorry
0: <laughs> shang chi and the legend of the ten rings clocks in at two hours and 12 minutes rated pg-13 jonathan swan song of- park air <laughs> uh what did you think of shang chi and the legend of the ten rings spoiler free you know
1: um i just think these marvel movies are all like really terrible and <laughs> i just didn't really i don't really have fun watching them in the theater and the jokes aren't funny and the action's really bad. So, uh, o- overall, two thumbs down.
0: Two thumbs you? down. I agree. Yeah. yeah, it was a very contrite. Uh, just not enough. Not enough poetry. I was really hoping for more poetry. I, you know, um, mm. not enough. Not enough. Uh, if you want a girl to like you? you read her poetry. Huh? Mm, mm, mm. Feeder feeder poetry is. I'm pretty sure what the line is. Woof. <laughs> John, what did you really think of Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings?
1: It was really fun. I had a good time. I um I think this movie could exist outside of the Marvel universe. If they took the Easter eggs to the Marvel universe out of it, I think it would still work on its own as like a really fun martial arts type of like mystical fantasy movie. I think you said it best when you said it was like it's the best version of an Avatar movie that we never got. Mm. Um, Simu uh, is great. Um, Aquafina, I actually enjoyed. I was a little skeptical at first, but she wound up uh, pleasantly surprising me. Obviously, it's great to see some heavy hitters like Ben Kingsley and Michelle Yao. Um, uh, Wen Wu, Tony Lung, yeah. my favorite part of the movie. I think he's a great, compelling villain that you can, like, a good villain to me is the one that you can, like, see kind of like their side of things sometimes you know and like sure i got some major like darth vader luke skywalker vibes from the relationship between him and him and shang chi which is really cool um the action is great uh the music's really cool the setting's really fun um the third act is kind of where it tapers off for me a little bit once it starts to get into like kaiju monster battling and stuff like that but the, Spoiler, street le- the street level martial <laughs> arts stuff that they do at the beginning is like exactly what I was looking for. So that alone was worth the, uh, worth the price of admission for me.
0: Yeah.
1: I probably won't watch it again though until it's free,
0: but. Yeah. I, uh, I like this movie. I, I, uh, I came out of the theater pretty high on it. Like I was like, I really liked the action and I really liked Simulu quite a bit. I think that he elevates the movie for me uh, quite a bit. Um, i think that a lot of the supporting supporting cast is really cool but for for the sake of the movie like i think simu Liu is is the best part of it like he's charismatic he's immediately likable you immediately understand who he is and where he's come from and his he has a clear history and a yeah. clear motivation and that's something that i think marvel movies have struggled with since phase 2 which is like a few movies have like really nailed it. Like the guardians movies get character motivations, but a lot of the others, like they tend to like just lean on the legacy characters for being the motivation. Like Steve Rogers past, Tony Stark's failures, Thor's family drama. Like, like Ant-Man's motivation is that he's a thief that wants to do better for his family. It's like, it's what I'm saying is that like, I think Simulu is I left this movie really high on it. Now a few weeks later, reflecting on the movie, I uh I think that I'm most excited uh, the thing that I like the most about this movie is that I'm excited to see where Simulu fits in the rest of the MCU because I think that he is a charismatic and awesome addition to the roster. Yeah. Um, I, the move I, I
1: agree. I agree. I, I'm going to pause you there for a second though because I don't want to this is, the, this is the problem that I have with like the MCU machine and maybe like it's more appealing to you but like this is always something that we've talked about like I prefer like the the solo outings you know what I mean and like I don't want there to be these really cool movies that are just like feeding characters into the Avengers juggernaut you know what I mean so sure. like like, I want Shang-Chi as a movie to, like, stand on its own and be, like, as good as, like, a Winter Soldier or something like that. Like, a good standalone film. Right. Um. But I agree with you. Like, it is exciting to know that, like, there is a charismatic, like, young actor, given the fact that we've lost some, both for real-world deaths recently, as well as, sure. like, like rights issues with Sony and stuff like that. So like that's really refreshing to know. But sure. I kind of want to see like what they do with like a Shang-Chi sequel more than like how he fits into the Avengers. But that's yeah. just me.
0: Yeah. Like I mean you already said it, like light spoilers. I'm not diving into like story spoilers, I guess, but like I like the first half of the movie leagues better than I like the second half of the movie. Like I think that the whole movie is very good. Like it's, and when I, I have my Marvel movie rankings that we'll bring up toward the end of our discussion, but I think the movie is really good. I just think that the third act, like the more that I think about it, the less that I was super in intrigued with the way that they handled the third act, even though there is some awesome stuff in that final battle, like I was super excited for the very beginning of the movie, where the first major accents action sequence happens on the on a Muni bus in San Francisco. And it is like one of the best choreographed fight scenes in the entire MCU. And I was like, fuck, if they're starting this movie with that battle, I can't wait to see where they end it. And I did not feel like the action escalated in a proper fashion. Um, Where I thought that the final battle was nowhere near as cool as the first battle. And I shouldn't be thinking that when the third battle is like this epic mysticism, giant kaiju warfare thing with all these people. It's like, and all the side characters, it's like, I just think that the end of the movie kind of let me down quite a bit. Um, It kind of felt like Aquaman. The you movie I mean? is so similar to Aquaman in it's so like, many ways.
1: It gets to the end, and it's like we're going to throw all the characters at you at once in this gigantic CGI fight. Yeah, I mean, which dude. like arguably, not even arguably, is definitely the worst part of Aquaman is like that last, <laughs> the last battle. Oh my um, god! Maybe with the exception of like the duel between him and Ocean Master on like that the
0: capsized boat, but but dude, like okay, so Zach. There's a common theme on on episodes of Radiovania. If you if you've listened before, you might have heard. It's called Zach has questions, mm. and there's no theme song for it. But Zach John is very smart. He's a very smart person, <laughs> and he's read the I think comics. You're giving me way too much credit, but no, he's it. a smart guy, and he's read the comics. Um, I've not, and I don't know anything about Shang Chi, and I don't know anything about this aspect of the MCU. Um, so my questions, John. Mm are in how similar this is to Aquaman. Because I also don't know much about Aquaman. And this <laughs> seems to borrow a lot from that aspect of the story. All right. You ready? Ready? ready. Yeah. Mother's dead and she's gone, but we, it's kind of left ambiguous as to if she's alive or not. Right. Check, right? Check. Okay. Father is dead
1: though, but yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm just saying like in terms of the setup for this movie, I was like, I was ready. waiting for... For Shang-Chi to open that wall and see her there and dress like Nicole Kidman with the fish talons (laughs) or whatever behind the brick wall. Yeah. So, um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, God.
2: I'm losing it. Shit.
0: Like, discovers discovers a magical world. Like, you know, I don't know.
1: Discovers a giant monster under the water.
0: Sure. Monster under the water talks to yeah befriends him um pop
1: quiz Zach. do you remember the name of the giant monster in aquaman no
0: <laughs> when woo no that's not i don't remember either it was uh it was voiced by uh emily Julie Blunt, andrews. Right? No, Julie Julie andrews. andrews yeah
1: the other mary Poppins.
2: um
0: but yeah just like I just found there, I just found there to be a ton of comparisons between Aquaman and Shang-Chi. And I just didn't know if maybe like there's any history of correlation between the two properties. Like, cause you know how there's like we talked about this with Shazam and Superman, and we talked about this with um oh god. We've talked about this with DC and Marvel Heroes, where they'll take inspirations for these heroes and like they've t- taken inspiration and in- inspirations back and forth between the two properties. And I was yeah. wondering if maybe like this was a Marvel property that they took inspiration from, from DC.
1: In terms of the books, definitely not. Um, but in terms of the movie, I do think they actually took a lot of inspiration from the Aquaman movie, which is actually kind of surprising to say out loud, but like, I think the way that they constructed and wrote shang chi's character as like a person who's part of this greater society that wants nothing to do with it at the
0: beginning there you the go
1: yes it's very similar to arthur curry and aquaman
0: thank um, you that that's something else i should have pointed out he has a history that he doesn't share with other people but lives above right. above ground and doesn't share this history and
1: like mira could be very similar to like shang chi's sister and like all these kinds of stuff where it's just like yeah definitely um in terms of the books i mean when they both were written aquaman in the 50s had like multiple sidekicks and he was like talking to seahorses and stuff whereas like shang chi has always just been the master of kung fu not not necessarily any mystical power it's just like a good good physical fighter the big thing that they sidestepped which is really good which is like shang chi's dad in the movie spoiler alert is Wen Wu, which you probably saw in the trailer in Marvel Comics, for many years, his dad's name was Fu Manchu, and he was a racist stereotype of a Chinese man with like a gigantic beard and right. He looked like Ming the Merciless almost from from Flash Gordon and the way that they reconstructed his dad into being this new character, Wen which as far as I know is is a its own creation. Well, still barring the fact that it's like it's his dad is so cool. It's it's so interesting.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, in a nutshell, I guess I got off on a tangent talking about trying to connect similarities between Aquaman and Shang-Chi. Um, I like it. Board. <laughs> but I mean... I, yeah, think, the- I think
1: Shang-Chi needs Yaya, though, definitely.
0: Can we get him in the sequel?
1: That'd be great. That'd be awesome, man. Could he be the next Black Panther?
0: That'd be pretty kick-ass. Yeah. Too bad they're going to make it the uh, the anti-vaxxer girl or whatever. Churi? <laughs> Churi. <Chury. sighs>
2: Maybe they'll do Lupita.
0: Or they do Okoye. Um, I'd be down for that shit any day of the week.
1: I don't think the Dora Milaje is allowed to be the Black Panther. Like, I think it's like the Night's Watch. It's like a blood oath kind of deal. But can't
0: because you see, like, can't you see uh, Forrest Whitaker going, but this time we break <laughs> the rules. <laughs> yeah, too bad he's dead.
1: I could also see him going, poor are <laughs> lies. Save the John?
2: panther. <laughs> Save the dream.
1: <laughs> what have you brought me, cargo pilot?
0: <laughs> so can we talk about the action sequences in Shang-Chi?
1: Well, can we are we, are we done talking about spoiler free stuff? I mean, yeah,
0: spoiler. So, spoiler free. Do you recommend? I mean, do you like the movie? Do you recommend it? Obviously, you like it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. Two thumbs up. If, I'm gonna give if it you it can, Especially if you can hand. see it with like friends. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Did you see this by yourself? I saw it by myself. Did you have fun? I had an okay time. <laughs> yeah. See, I saw it. I saw it with going to the movies by yourself is really sad. Sometimes, like I've done it a few times, and it's not that great. But I went and saw it with my roommate Julia, and we had a good time. So,
0: yeah, I, I would have tell liked you a seen quick this story before we do spoilers. Yeah, hit me. Story so time. I saw
1: it on a Wednesday afternoon.
0: This sounds similar to our Suicide Squad, uh, the Suicide Squad showing,
1: or Wednesday evening, I should say. Um, there's maybe. 15 people in the theater. This really nice theater where you can order food and, like, it, you have a little table, and reclining leather chairs, and you can get cocktails and stuff. I got this, like, this like tequila with grapefruit juice that was to die for. Um, a couple seats in the same row, a couple seats down from Julia and myself, is a dad and his kid, his son. And his son's maybe eight, which For those of you that don't know, Zach hates seeing movies with kids because kids talk during movies. This kid talked during the entire movie, but only in one specific part. I'm going to give you a guess as to which part he talked.
0: Wait, you said he talked the whole movie, but in one specific part. What does that
1: mean? So he talked through the entire movie for one specific thing
0: that occurs throughout the movie. Did he talk every single time the butt monster like showed up?
1: <laughs> he read every subtitle whenever they spoke Chinese. No way. Because he's a child, I would he's, have
0: been furious. I know,
1: but he's <laughs> eight, so like he's probably learning how to read. So he's like reading every subtitle because it's a it's essentially like a book yeah. on a screen for him.
0: There's no so there's no American there's no like English dialogue in the movie for the first like ten to fifteen minutes, right?
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, the beginning of the movie, this kid's just, like, reading the whole movie, and I'm just, like, I'm just, like, cracking up, because, like, I don't really mind. Like, it was really funny to me, but I was, like, I told Julia, I was, like, if Zach was here, he would have, like, skinned this kid alive Or <laughs> So, yeah, that was a pretty interesting way to watch Shang-Chi.
0: I mean... That's innocent and wholesome enough that it would have maybe gotten a laugh out of me. It was hilarious. <laughs> what I don't like is kids that are like, eh, da, 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 da. like I always talk about the story about my Shazam screening. Right, I saw Shazam and the ki- the parents were letting the kids go up on the raised platform right below the screen and floss <laughs> below the screen. And I'm like, I was like, get your fucking kids off of the fucking thing. Right. But th- like this kid's like, like you said, he's learning. He doesn't know. He doesn't know better. He's just trying to, you know, he's reading. He's doing right. a natural kid instinct. I might've just thought that that was pretty, I might've thought that that was very wholesome rather than annoying, but I don't know. I
1: thought it was adorable. He's like sure. trying to read to his dad. He's like, he's like, and that's how I met your father. I It's like, it's so funny. Yeah.
2: That's interesting.
1: Anyway, any like, let's talk into spoiler territory. Let's talk sure. about like, the things that we liked and then like big picture stuff so like my favorite scene in the movie is definitely the bus fight for sure
0: yes that's the best scene in the movie i think like i would be curious to know if anybody else if anybody else would disagree like
2: i actually think it's the second best action sequence in a marvel movie ever ever,
0: ever. wow that's high praise. Because, like... Mm. I mean, you got...
1: Does the endgame
0: fight count as an action sequence? No. Yes, that counts. Okay. The
1: endgame action this sequence best, counts, and so does the end the of Infinity best, War like, as well. This is the best close quarters fighting, besides Civil War, when Cap and Bucky are breaking out of that apartment, and they're, like, fighting in the stairwell.
0: That's a good scene, too. I will also throw in for consideration the Nick Fury assassination attempt from winter soldier.
1: where, where, where everyone's shooting his car.
0: <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking awesome scene, dude. Yeah. Winter Soldier is a banger. It's a good it movie. is a banger. Like, Shield percentage. <laughs> Shield percentage. That's a good yeah. Yeah. But I totally agree. And that was the thing is that like like I said, I think the reason why I'm like I'm not down on Shang-Chi Shang-Chi. I, I think it's a really good movie. And we'll talk about this when we get to our like rankings. Like I think you'll be surprised how high I put it. I just um I don't know I just really wish that the movie I I appreciated that it had both right it had grounded martial arts fighting with the bus sequence and then even the scaffolding fight I think was like pretty cool and like showcased a lot of that close quarters martial arts fighting and like the tag team fighting too like what i what i really liked about shang chi is that unlike a lot of other action movies i was like every action sequence there was a clear goal of what was needed to be accomplished it wasn't just punching and kicking for first punching and kicking sake like it was an action for action's sake there was like the bus we have to get these people to safety and kill and get these other guys incapacitated right it was like speed yeah right for the scaffolding it's like oh Aquafina is in danger, and we need to make sure that we get this guy who has the with like the plans or whatever or whatever he had, the other contact information. And then even in the They're kaiju battle. For the
1: the
0: gem necklaces. The, the gem way. necklaces, that's right. Yeah. That's another thing. I feel like this movie's escaping my brain a little bit, but maybe that's just this movie.
1: Well, this is the thing. This movie is not that complicated at all. It's very simple. Which story. I really liked. It was very much like a fun popcorn movie. Sure. With like really fun like comedic moments and like cool action but i think you're right like there's a lot of things like that really stand out and other things that like over time if you're not watching this and re-watching it like do you remember what they use the necklaces for
0: they put them in the eye of the stone monster and then it it comes water (laughs) It (laughs) it was like here's my splooge and then they stepped in it and then mm-hmm. when Wu showed them the way through the woods, God, when was so good. Yeah, that's the thing is that like I think the best thing that I can say about this movie is aside from the the awesome martial arts stuff, I really loved Wen Wu and I love the relationship he had with his father because it's very it's reminiscent. It's like the it's like the it's like the polar opposite invert of Peter Quill and his father, yeah. where the the whole drama of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two is that you know, Peter has always grown up with father issues and not having a father, having a father that abandoned him. And then he meets this guy and he immediately falls for him and sees like, that's what I could be. And that's where the conflict comes in is that he realizes his father's a monster in this, in Shang-Chi, Sean grows up and like, kind of subconsciously knows that his dad is like a merciless killer. And there's that awesome scene toward the end. And we'll get to my final criticism of this movie. And like, my whole thing with like, I brought this up to you earlier about like the violence of the movie, but that there's that awesome scene where he takes, he takes Sean to like the club and like basically assassinates those guys. And like, then the rest of the movie is like Sean grows up knowing that his dad is like kind of like a monster. But then when he meets him again, he's like kind of even keeled and he has his, he has his temperature like kind of cooled down, but he just sort of like, is subconsciously evil like he's like he's like i'm glad to have you home and i want to have you here for dinner but he's like by the way i'm gonna kill whoever's in my way to get my my wife back or whatever it's like it's a cool relationship i really love the relationship that he had with his dad and the way that they well, interact it's the thing, in right is it. like
1: um in game of thrones like tywin lannister his kids could do like everything wrong including like have sex with each other and like sire children but like he's like just wants to keep the family together you know what i mean like when wu's motivations are totally like keeping the family together and i found it really interesting to like compare Wen wu and shang and the ten rings to Ray al Ghoul, bruce wayne and the league of shadows and batman begins where it's like this training compound where like they train these killers and stuff like that but like this marvel version of it is like like when we was training this army like he used to be a world conqueror and then he found love and he put the rings away for a while and then that he didn't have them he lost his wife so then that turned him back into a cold-blooded killer almost like a like a Darth Vader complex, you know what I mean? Where it's like, he lost like the one thing that was most important to him. So he just becomes this vicious killer. But it's like, right? it doesn't change his relationship with his family, even though he's like a heartless killer. And that's like one of those like interesting, like redemption conundrums where it's like, you know, Darth Vader, bad guy. He's probably killed like millions and millions of people. But like, we all get emotional when he just throws one guy down a shaft, you know what I mean? So it's like- yeah but like when we was i think just like really complex and
0: cool yeah and i'm so bummed that he's dead i mean that's the thing that i wanted to talk to you about is like (sighs) like because i know that this is a big problem that you've had with old mcu movies is that they kill off a lot of their villains
1: yeah this that that third act felt a lot like an old mcu mistake which is like like imagine how cool it would be to have like when we'll fight Magneto someday or something, you know what I mean? Like if the 10 rings aren't actually metal, they're like magic. And like Magneto Ooh. thinks he can control them, but he can't. So then he makes his own rings and they're just like throwing rings at each other. That'd have been awesome.
0: Dude, I just popped like a chub having you, just the idea of Magneto versus Shang-Chi, that idea. Oh my God, come on. Yeah. That's amazing. It's possible that his dad could come back, I think, but it doesn't seem like it. No, I mean the the and again like just like I don't know. I don't know why the third act of the movie didn't click with me like by all accounts I should have really enjoyed it. Like like I told you 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 used it at the beginning of our review where you said I kind of described it to you as like the best the last airbender movie ever made. Yeah. And it kind of feels like that, but like even in the last airbender I'm really down for like the mystic elements of the the show like the last airbender show goes in some really weird directions with its sure ancient mystic- mysticism and all the 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 fantasy elements and so like i should have been totally down for the end of this movie where the the kaiju's fight each other and they're having this thing with like the soul sucker demons but for whatever reason i was just not i was not as engaged as i was in the beginning of the movie I think and
1: what i would have done with a third act is not focus on this like ancient group of civilization people that have to defend this wall which like or this door I think I would have and I can't believe I'm saying this like I think I would have preferred a Man of Steel-esque showdown between Wen Wu and Shang-Chi where it's just two people fighting for like totally. 20 odd minutes you know what I mean and it's like and it's taking everything for one of them to subdue the other like that's the best part of the third act is whenever it's just the two of them like talking with each other. And you totally. know it's like, I love the part where he's like, you wanted me to be like a heartless killer. Is this what you wanted? You know what I mean? And then like him being able to eventually manipulate the 10 rings himself was
0: I mean, so hype. Yeah. yeah. That's the, that's like one of the moments of the movie there's the bus, the bus chase in the beginning, like the bus, that moment is just awesome the whole way through. I think it's, that is like 10 out of 10 MCU. Like that scene is, is, basically everything i want from this universe the other hype as fuck moment is the 10 ring show off where they're at the gate and then the, you because they clearly set it up with it's like when when has the 10 rings that are glowing blue but then when shang catches them and then they start turning orange it is just the you're like because you like this guy you like this guy and you want to see him succeed and i i can't remember feeling that way for a marvel hero in a long time like yeah i mean
1: like especially in a solo film like i definitely didn't feel this way about captain marvel i mean even black widow who i know quite a bit in the most recent movie i didn't feel this way about ant-man probably won't feel this way about the hawkeyes you know what i mean (laughs) but like um i don't know yeah i think think that goes back that goes back to the performance thing that you meant yeah right like simi lu amazing and like they really caught lightning in a bottle with with him and his dad for sure like those two really carried the movie a lot and like you need that dynamic to land really well yeah i think so
0: yeah and that's a, i would that's honestly
1: a... love to watch a super cut that's just like the 90 minutes of like their scenes sure. together honestly yeah
0: yeah and it's like i don't want to harp on this too much but like i easily think you could have trimmed down all the kaiju stuff and just had a as emotional ending of the father banging on that wall because he's like he's pounding on this wall expecting his wife to be there on the other side you could have easily just came in and subverted that negative energy with shang fighting him at this wall he never gets to see his wife but he's subdued to his anger like i think that that is like just as powerful as having a soul sucker monster take his breath away right like so i i would have just liked for a more simple ending and like i would have liked it to be a more martial arts focused third act um but yeah i would have also like so
1: like aquafina plays katie who's like a really fun like sidekick but there's also like a second sidekick with his sister shailene and i thought that the sister was really cool and i honestly like would have like I like I like Aquafina in this movie. They that brings some really fun comedic stuff, especially with the karaoke and everything like that. But like I would have been really cool. I would have been really down with like it's like these these twins essentially are like these two kids that are like fighting against the yeah. dad. You know what I mean? But they set her up to be the new leader of the Ten Rings. So that'll be interesting going forward. I'm sure we'll catch her on Disney Plus or something.
0: Definitely catch her on Disney Plus for sure. You're not gonna Disney Plus me. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually, they're going to offer that guy so much money that that meme is going to be like a reverse. <laughs> um,
1: oh, John Boyega! John, oh, John! Boyega. So I'm so sorry what they did to you, my boy. <laughs> my boy.
0: But yeah, agreed. Agreed. Like, uh, just to cap off my Shang Chi opinions before we move on to to rankings, like. I just want to I just want to say again like I think that the concept of the movie is awesome I think the the martial arts fighting is amazing. I just think the highlight of the movie to me is Simi Lu. I think he elevates material that I'm trying to imagine a lesser actor in that role and I I think I would have liked the movie like 20,000 times less. I um, think
1: his his like Oscar clip if like these movies got nominated for Oscars would be him and katie sitting by the lake and him like essentially confessing to the fact that he did murder his mother's killer you know yeah. what i mean like that scene is really good And really good just like him bringing some gravitas i feel like real quick before we rank it we do need to talk about the post-credit stuff just because sure
2: good call good call
1: implications for the future so we already talked about the xi ling taking over the the 10 rings, but the mid credit scene, which was set up at the end of the movie, which is a funny scene of them after dinner with their friends. And then Wong comes in, and he wants to talk to them about the 10 rings. So we get this, (laughs) we get this scene where um, they're doing the end game, like Jedi council hologram chat, where Katie, Shang-Chi, Wong are talking to Bruce Banner and Carol Danvers of all people about Bruce
0: Banner in human form
1: yeah so a why is he a human
2: are you asking me
0: yeah oh I think it must have something to do with like I bet he's like losing strength or something and I wonder if he is like not able to contain the Hulk
1: I think it's because the budget was 150 million I mean the last time we saw him you call (laughs) 18 months in the gamma lab put the brain in the brawn together I mean, like, but I mean,
0: this is an MCU movie, so it's like um, they made that decision. Kevin Feige approved Bruce Banner being human in this movie, knowing that people like us would fucking nitpick that. So they're going to have to come up with a reason as to why he looks like that in the next movie.
1: I think the monetary reason is that Mark Ruffalo wanted FaceTime because in the entire last movie, he was CGI as the Hulk. But I'll be interested to see if they explain it going forward, if they just sweep it under the rug. But then, um Carol Danvers is also there and she doesn't have the Mohawk anymore. she just has her Brie Larson hair
0: again so it looks like a wig totally I don't know why I don't know why they can't get that character's like hair down like I don't think it's ever looked good. I don't know why they couldn't just
1: bring Monica in there instead because she's much better as a Captain Marvel no shots no shots of Brie Larson but carol danvers is not a very intriguing character to me um anyway they they're discussing that the rings are emitting something right so they're they're older than when Wu supposedly has been alive for so alien i think is the assumed thing here you thinking what do you think bold prediction
0: time you think oh, i mean kings? dude i have no fucking idea i mean like i was gonna ask you the question is like is is this an alien thing? Is this re- is this related to the Eternals? Could this be something completely different than the Eternals? No idea. man. It's like we're sending the rings. Out a signal. Are just like
1: the the ten rings in the comments are just magic, so I don't know where they come from. I mean, they could be from another dimension. Maybe this ties into the multiverse of madness or something. So maybe that could be kind of cool.
0: Yeah, um, maybe I have no I prediction. Those, you never know. I mean, if I had to say a pie in the sky, like the post credits of this movie is something in it should, might be working towards something in the next movie, which is Eternals. So,
1: do you think so? You think this is setting up Eternals instead of something bigger down the road?
0: That would be my initial thought because so far, the only thing that's set up anything bigger in the MCU is since, yeah, since Endgame has been Loki with the He Who Remains. Which fuck me up, dude. Let's go.
1: Let's go, baby. Give me that king. Give me give me the headband.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I don't I honestly don't know. I don't have any good prediction. I was hoping yeah. that you would have like, oh, because the the, the rings flashed three times. It means that uh, Brainiac will be here. And that I got are-
1: nothing. The only thing I'm guessing is that they're
2: summoning something. Alien or something from another dimension. Okay. Um, but I really because the rings, the rings are
1: only usually involved with the Mandarin
2: and yeah magic
1: so like if it's magic then like you're thinking like you're thinking characters like dr strange and wanda so that's why I, that's why i immediately jumped to multiverse of madness but right if they're trying if they bring in bruce banner and carol that means i think that they're setting up something bigger because like otherwise like they just dug two oscar winners out of the fucking <laughs> the closet to to bring them into shang chi so yeah
0: yeah it's uh it's interesting. It's a very interesting post credits. It's not what I expected. I did not expect this amount of MCU tie-in in this movie. I was
1: disappointed. I wanted it to be Moon Knight really badly. <laughs> really badly. I wanted it to be setting up the Marvel Knights with right. with Moon Knight and Yelena below uh and uh Daredevil and I didn't get any of that. Instead, they're just gonna let him jump to the next level, which is the Avengers, which is fine. But
0: hey, great fucking point that I can't believe we didn't think about is that we didn't uh, put in the 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 Hawkeye trailer. We can talk about it. Well, let's talk about it right now.
1: Are we done talking about Shang Chi? You want to rank it? Let's wrap
0: up. Let's wrap. Yeah, up let's first. wrap it up. Let's wrap it yeah. up. All right, d- uh, do you want to do you want to read off your MCU ranking list? Yeah um currently
1: in order i'm not going to do numbers so just keep up there's 24 of them uh ragnarok endgame guardians of the galaxy infinity war winter soldier homecoming civil war guardians of the galaxy volume 2 black panther the avengers far from home iron man first avenger ant-man black widow Thor, ant-man and the wasp dr strange captain marvel Iron Man 2, Ultron, Incredible Hulk, Iron Man 3, and the Dark World.
2: Okay. And Zach's list
0: Endgame, Infinity War, Civil War, Ragnarok, Guardians 2, Guardians 1, Homecoming, Winter Soldier, Avengers, The First Avenger, Far From Home, Black Panther, Iron Man, Doctor Strange, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Ant-Man, Iron Man 2, Avengers 2, Iron Man 3, Thor, The Incredible Hulk, and then last place, Thor, The Dark World. John, where are you feeling about sliding in that there Shang-Chi into your rankings? I'm
2: thinking... I'm thinking for me, it's going to fall... 14
1: which is wedged right in between captain america the first avenger and the first ant-man movie
2: interesting
1: because i because this is what i'm looking at if i put it there and i start working my way up the list i don't think it's better than the first avenger I don't think it's better than the first Iron Man movie. I don't think it's better than Spider-Man Far From Home. And I don't think it's better than Marvel's The Avengers, which are the four movies in front of it on my list. I do think it's better than Ant-Man. I definitely think it's better than Black Widow. The combat and stuff is better than Thor. So that's better than the other three underneath it. So I'm going to put it right in there in 14. If the third ending or the third act was different, I think it could have crept into the top 10, but that's a big if.
0: Yeah, I'm. uh I was conflicted coming out of the movie. Like I had updated my list right when walking out of the movie, and then this is the first time I've looked at my list since leaving the. You film. Have it when I left the movie, I originally had it above Black Panther and below Far From Home. Interesting. Seven, eight, nine, ten. Which put it, which would have put it at number twelve on my list originally. Okay, so around the middle. But now I'm thinking this is not better than Black Panther, though. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's <laughs> the thing is that I do not think it's better. I don't think it's better. It's not. Than
1: no. Like the, I mean, both of the third acts are kind of messy, but Chadwick, Michael B. Jordan, yeah, like the the whole cast in that movie is firing on all cylinders, whereas like this one is carried by like two or three people.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I think in the at the end of the day, I might have to re look rejigger my second half of the list because right now i'm feeling like putting it right below dr strange and above black widow it's definitely better than black widow definitely the better more than dis- black widow
1: the more distance i get from black widow the more i'm like yeah i only
0: like two characters in black widow. yeah
2: and
1: yeah I, but i do think black, black widow is a
0: better i think black widow and shang chi are both better movies than captain marvel i think they're better movies than both the ant-mans even if i thought they were funny But then below that is like the Iron Man 2's, the Iron Man 3's, the Thor's. It's like. It's a great. Honestly. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like that's a pretty safe spot for me to put it is right below Doctor Strange at like number 14 ish. Number fourteen. That's where I had it.
2: I had it at 14 as well.
0: So we're like right in the middle.
2: High five. High five. So, yeah. That's Shang-Chi. What would you rate it
1: though?
0: Like on the Radiovania 20 point scale?
1: Yeah. I'd probably give it a
0: 7.5. Yeah, I'm in there. I'm right there. I'm with you. I'm like a seven, seven point five, somewhere around there.
1: A good third. I I think a good third act would get it to like an eight five or an
0: eight. So all right. Let's yeah, some, I mean. Yeah. Good. Let's do some rapid fire news. Well, let's talk cause... about really briefly. Let's start off with ending out the Marvel news. Well, news point. Um, let's talk about the bowman. Bard the bowman. Bard the bowman.
1: Hawkeye coming out November.
2: Yeah. What did you think about the trailer?
1: It looks fun. I um. Have you read the the Matt Fraction book yet?
0: I am still waiting to buy it. I haven't bought it yet.
2: Yeah. This looks like a really like fun like comedy show, but. That's
1: I mean I don't really have like much glowing reviews from from the one trailer besides really? the fact that it seems like they're taking they're taking Clint in a more comedic role again which is going to be hard for me to swallow given the fact that he murdered millions of people while he was the <laughs> Ronin and like do you think he's told his family about this or like that's a secret is that like one of those things that's like what happens in the blip stays in the blip kind of deal. Totally. <laughs> that's fun. And I up. wouldn't be
0: surprised if that's like a plot point.
1: Like I can't imagine Linda Cardellini is like comfortable sleeping next to a mass murderer every night. She's,
0: she's not even in the trailer.
1: <laughs> I noticed that they couldn't get her back. Yeah. Did they recast her or is she just
0: not? No, there? I bet she just asked for too much money. So they recast her. Well, I bet because there's a scene where he's in the kitchen he's like, well, I'll be home honey in a couple days or whatever. And it's like, I bet that she shows up on a FaceTime call because they're like we'll pay you $10,000 to show up for 5 minutes on set. I think
1: listen, Linda Cartlini is beautiful. We'll just give her all the money she wants, man. Dude, she's she's a bombshell. Are you kidding? That's the me? best part of that's the best part of Ultron easily.
0: Easily. <laughs> Easy, yeah. Um I love this trailer. I I'm super excited for this. I think this is going to be awesome, like Haley Steinfeld, man. Haley Steinfeld. I just love the tone of it it reminds me of like diehard meets avengers um in a tv show format like like the 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 shot where the the i guess they're called the tracksuit mafia Woof. um they like huck a molotov grenade or whatever and he's like i'm gonna have to call you back and he catches it and throws it back at him i was like <laughs> let's go i was like it reminded me so much of that, like John McClane, like every man just kind of caught in New York, caught yeah. in the holidays, like dealing with it these thugs.
1: Me, it reminds me of like Rush Hour without the racism. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what do you mean? You don't like Jackie Chan like, and Chris
1: Tucker Again, Actually, you know what? It reminds me of like a PG-13 lethal weapon.
0: Sure. Riggs. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm I'm super in on it. I hope the tone is the show, like, what the trailer had, like, for the whole show. Like, I don't know. I don't really know what to expect. Like, I loved the campy, funny elements of it. But I really liked, I like the way that it was shot, too, in the trailer. Like, there's that one shot where there's, like, it's, like, the No Country for Old Men shot where it's in the back of the car looking at Haley Steinfeld and, and Hawkeye and she's like, what about this arrow? What about this arrow? And he's like, no, you don't want to use that. He's like, oh, that's the less dangerous one. And she shoots it and it blows up the whole truck. I was like, oh, that's, it's just cool. Like I really, I guess I'm more than anything. I'm just very hopeful for this show. I think it has a lot of potential. I
1: think it does have a lot of potential.
0: Yeah. So Hawkeye, you said it should, it starts, it starts streaming like the week of Thanksgiving, right? And then it goes until yeah, it's like,
1: Because Eternals is like the beginning of November.
0: Yeah, this is like a couple weeks later. God,
1: what a good holiday we have lined up for us. And we get Ms. Marvel before the end of the year too, at some point, which is just crazy. So,
0: I haven't watched. Still, no trailer for that though.
1: I haven't watched any of What If or uh, Star Wars Visions, by the way. But that's besides the point.
0: I haven't watched Star Wars Visions, and I'm two episodes behind on What If. Yeah. I kind of fell off on What If. Yeah. It's okay.
1: It's a better comic.
0: <laughs> yeah. I just, it doesn't seem like it has much to do with the rest of the universe. So I don't feel very motivated to That's watch That's kind
1: it. of the point is like some people like that. Like some people like the anthology aspect. You know what I mean? But,
0: I feel like I'll enjoy it when it's all out and I can just watch it, but it doesn't yeah. seem like the kind of show where I need to be keeping up on it week after week. Sure. Um, all right. Rapid fire. We'll finish this bitch out. Cool. Matrix Resurrections. John, did you get the chance to watch the Matrix Resurrection trailer? I did. What are your thoughts?
2: Well, in order
1: to explain my thoughts on this trailer, I think we have to rewind time a little bit to the fact that there are three Matrix movies and one of them is good. And in my opinion, that is. There are some people that ride for Reloaded a little bit, but a majority of the people that I know do not like Resurrections. This trailer left me entirely confused on the canon of the Matrix. I have absolutely no idea what's going on. And that's fine. Like I'm sure they'll figure it out. I trust the Wachowski siblings to deliver after 20 something years. Just one of them. I,
0: mean? I think it's just Lana.
1: It's just one Wachowski. Okay. Yeah. Well, I trust them to be able to deliver a nice like reboot essentially of the Matrix that includes a lot of the the returning cast yeah, yeah looks great i don't know if he's supposed to be morpheus or somebody new but totally <laughs> he's got to be
0: Morpheus. he's wearing looks... the same little yeah. glasses
1: he looks awesome man um i like i like felt a little bit of like kind of like tugs at the heartstrings of when um when like keanu and carrie Ann moss like or like run into each other at the coffee shop and she's like do we know each other and stuff like that but this is what I was like, and I told this to Steve and he didn't understand it at all. This reminds me of like the Matrix meets the final season of Lost.
0: Which is just, <laughs> just like, I can you know see that. Yeah. With I can like the see flash that sideways
1: sure. where like people are like running into each other and like, oh, it's like we've lived this whole other life together in purgatory. You know what I mean? Right. And Matrix Resurrection is definitely like a Christ allegory and i guess this is the next step after purgatory or something i have no idea but i mean if you take john wick into account keanu is definitely going to still be able to bring it in terms of action yeah yeah it looks great the matrix is a really cool concept but i really i gotta be honest like i really hate those sequels so like
0: i've never seen them
1: this movie has a have you seen any of them
0: so that was what i was gonna say is like in my what's zach been up to thing i rewatched the matrix for the first time in over a decade like yeah. last week i put it on late at night and i just watched it because i was in the mood and it's on hbo max i was like why not and uh i remembered like 50 percent of it and the other 50 i was like oh i forgot that this was the plot point that happened and it's a good movie it's a fun flick with a lot of really cool concepts but like I remember why it never like really stuck out to me as like a favorite franchise or favorite film of mine is just like it's cool, but it's not like the coolest thing ever. I like it more in concept than I do in actual execution.
2: Interesting. So I'm curious to watch I this movie. I actually think the
1: first Matrix movie might be like one of my perfect movies. Really? Yeah. Wow. The sequels can go fuck themselves. <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, I think that I think that first Matrix movie is great. I think you might potentially be a little jaded by the fact that the pop culture world that we live in like exists because of the Matrix. Like, we don't get Inception without the Matrix, sure. and like a lot of other Chris Nolan movies. Um, but that's just I think that's just me, ride or die for for one of my favorite movies, which I haven't watched in a while. But Lawrence Fishburne in that
0: movie. Oh but- yeah, come on so good um like i said i love the 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 things that i think the matrix movie i haven't seen the matrix movie since i was in fourth grade i think probably so it's been a long ass time but like the things that i think hold up the best about it atmosphere concept those are the two things that hold up the best some of the acting not so great um the visuals Keanu man i mean like what yeah you- he's not good he's not good
1: no but he's like but now we're used to it, you know what sure. i mean? So it's like it holds up in a different way. The thing the least interesting part of the matrix is the real world that they live in with like the squid robots and stuff like that. And that's why the sequels suck is cuz they double down and they like explore the real world and it's like no one wants to see that. Just like spend time in the matrix, which is cool that like this movie looks like they're going to spend more time in the matrix. Yeah. So
2: I this
1: think this is definitely like this trailer was okay, but if I start to get a little more hyped for it as we approach it, like this, this could very well be like a, an opening weekend movie for me.
0: Yeah. We'll see. We will see. Um, John, let's talk just briefly about the PlayStation showcase. They showed some cool stuff. Mm -hmm. The September showcase, they kind of gave some trailers for some games that we already knew were coming out, but they also teased some stuff that's a little bit farther out. Um, and you wrote them in order. It looks like of most importance. <laughs> yep. So let's start with the least important. There's a Kotor remake. It's least important because I've already played that game. <laughs> Are you excited about playing the remake, though? Definitely,
1: definitely. <laughs> have you ever played it?
0: No, I have never played Kotor. You should. should well, there. This...
1: So. You should play this remake because it's a really well... cool. It's a really cool game.
0: So, let me ask you. I'm finishing pouring my glass of wine. Okay. Here's the question. Should I wait and save myself for this, like, AAA big-budget remake? Or KOTOR is coming to, like... I think it's already available on the PlayStation 5, but it I think it's coming to the Nintendo Switch, like the original version. Just up a little bit and, like still playable not like online at all or whatever but it's coming to the switch so like do you recommend i play the original version or just wait for this remake then that's what i'll do because
1: it's gonna run better it's it's gonna look cooler like the story is what is intriguing to me but i think the thing that we're glossing over is like this game getting a remake i think probably means that this is now canon in the star wars universe because it's getting remade by lucasfilm games right right not bioware who made the original one so that's kind of cool for people that really like the the kotor series like for like characters like darth malik and revan and stuff to become yeah was
0: was darth revan a character in these games
1: he is a character in these games yeah
0: okay
2: yeah
1: you'll have to find out who he is um it's really cool it's it's a real it's like an empire strikes back level twist and if you don't already know about it i'm actually like
0: shocked i don't know it i don't know anything Dude, i can't wait for you to play this game and then you're gonna lose your marbles here's the thing though (laughs) is that this game might not be real until 2024 don't (laughs) read like
1: don't read like anything about it until then just i won't be patient thank you promise yeah, let's talk about Insomniac Spider Man Two.
0: Spider Man Two, we got that Venom. Venom. <laughs> Dude, I'm. So- <laughs> I have Venom fatigue so hard. <laughs> yeah, I'm boycotting. I'm boy. I'm boy- I haven't talked to you about this, but I'm boycotting Venom Two. Oh, let there be carnage. Yeah, I'm not gonna go see it in the theater. I'm not gonna
1: see it in theater if it's free ever. I think we should watch it. For I will torrent.
0: I will torrent it, and I'll yeah. risk getting thrown in jail to torrent it, to watch it with you because yeah, let's just get like piss drunk and watch yeah. it. Yeah. I don't want to watch that movie. I don't want to give that movie any money. I want it to fail. No, so the hard the problem
1: is we gave Venom one. I know. Money And, and I'll never forgive ourselves. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure they'll handle Venom as a character better in this game.
0: But. Yeah. Do you think so? They show in the beginning of the trailer is like Spider-Man and miles, like flipping back and forth. Do you think that this game prioritizes co-op play? No, I think it's like GTA. Okay.
1: Yeah. If there is co-op, though, that would be really cool. But I think it's going to be like GTA, where it's going to be like you switch back and forth between the two of them. Okay. It looks like they're featuring predominantly Venom and Kraven the Hunter, which is kind of cool. Really interested to see what the Insomniac version of Kraven the Hunter looks like. That's going to be wild, given what, like, Scorpion looks like. Yeah. But, yeah, so, I mean... Day one purchase, I think, for both of us, obviously. Like, oh my god, are you impact. kidding me? I'll
0: buy anything Insomniac makes bar none. Like, have you yeah. played you haven't played Ratchet yet, right? The new Ratchet. No. Oh man, so good. No. Yes, but Insomniac is like Insomniac is is naughty dog, but they just churn out 10 out of 10s every year instead of every five years. Mm. I don't know how they do it.
1: I would rate Last of Us on higher than a 10 if I could. <laughs> Like a 12 out of 10.
0: (laughs) Give it God status.
1: Like how, think about it this way. Like how many games do you play where people sit down and watch you play it for hours because it's as good as a movie. You know what I mean? Like you can't do that with Ratchet and Clank.
0: (laughs) I don't know. That's a good Pixar movie. It's better than, it's better than, uh, it's better than WALL-E.
2: Mmm.
1: Some hot take territory.
0: Or. I actually find Wally.
1: I actually find Wally to be a least favorite of mine in terms of Pixar. But really, anyways. that would
0: be a fun series—is reviewing Pixar movies.
1: <laughs> Two adult men talk about. Their <laughs>
0: <feelings>. <laughs> just wait till we get to up, and I'm like, I can't even speak on the show because I'm just a blubbering mess.
1: Yeah, Inside Out for me is like, oof. really? Yeah, when she discovers that. The end of every sad memory includes a happy memory. Like that shit like gets me hard. <laughs> it's like it's tough. Like yeah, once the you insi- start like combining the emotions. Yeah.
0: The inside out one only gets me with the who's your off? friend that likes to play? Yeah. I
1: once saw that with Larson in college. And we're in the theater and they like they're trying <laughs> they're trying to like they're trying to get out of the pit on the, the- the red flyer wagon and he jumps off at the last second so that she has enough speed to get to the top of the canyon and she looks back and he goes take her to the moon for take me. her to the
0: moon for me and
1: larson goes oh my god no and she's like starts <laughs> to- <laughs> it's like weeping it was so funny anyway. yeah take her to the moon for me what a quote right there what a cool thing. We should start okay. incorporating that into
0: our, our Lex, our friend group. <laughs> Take care of that, um, Okay, so next up on the PlayStation list was God of War Ragnarok. Looks awesome. Can't wait. Enough said. Just... Give us a fucking release date, Corey Balrog, you coward. Yeah, Alana Pierce, leak, leak the release date, please. Be great. Leak the release date and also, never mind. <laughs> got a couple glasses of wine he's ready like got a, a couple vinos. she's never going to watch
2: this but if she do
0: <laughs> um yeah it's great i just i just don't want to know anymore like just tell me the release date i'm worried like there being no release date on this makes me worried it could be even like later than we were hoping like this game is supposed to be out by now remember I when i apparently- dropped when I took, you to, Cruz, when I took you to year. Santa Cruz, when I took you to Santa Cruz Santa Cruz, it said fall 2021. Now yeah. we're in fall of 2021. Like Yep.
1: Yeah. I mean uh, this happened to The Last of Us. I, I bet you it comes out in the spring.
0: I bet it's even later. I'm guessing fall 2022.
1: Compromise summer
0: 2022. That'd be cool. I'll Deal. take it. All right. Um, and then yeah, the big dog, the one that I lost my shit. So I was watching the PlayStation conference on the patio and Carly and I were sitting in our separate chairs. She was working from home doing like work stuff on our computer. And I had both my headphones in and watching the PlayStation conference. And when this moment happened, you know what I'm talking about?
1: Snicket, it, snick, it. schnick, snick,
0: snick. When that happened, I literally yelled at the top of my lungs. No fucking way. And I was like, I was in hysterics. And she had to like look over and make sure that I was not like dying or something. I'm so excited. Dude, Insomniac is making a Wolverine game.
1: I hope it's in like Canada. It's just like him in
0: like the Rockies. Oof. Here's the thing is that I hope it's, it's in like a mature rated game.
2: Mm. That's
0: my, that's my one fear about this. I think that this is perfect. Insomniac is perfect to handle this property. The gameplay will be smooth as butter. It'll be a joy to play. But the worry is that, they have to hamper down the violence to appeal to a mass audience. I really hope it's a mature rated game.
1: Was Infamous mature?
0: Second, second uh, no. Infamous second sum was T. Interesting. Now I'm concerned. Damn it. <laughs> I know. But the, here's the thing is that Insomniac is basically, Insomniac is basically Naughty Dog, with Sony where it's like if they say that they want something and I feel like they they might be able to get it because all That's of their games Naughty still,
1: Dog making a Wolverine game. Oh my god. Be still my beating
0: heart. Damn. Here's the thing is that what if so Naughty Dog's not working on a Marvel game but not like here's the new the news broke out. Uh, saw this earlier in Variety reported that Naughty Dog is making a DC game is their next property they're not not. but i was gonna (laughs) but imagine you saw that imagine you saw that article what game would you want them to make batman game
1: no because we've already had so many
0: but imagine a naughty dog batman game i know it sounds really good
1: i kind of i mean they do really good with like adventure you know what i mean honestly like a naughty dog green arrow game would be really cool just the way that they use
2: the bow in the last of us and stuff like yeah that could be pretty badass or hmm, i don't know come back to me naughty dog batman year one you have
0: my curiosity
1: (laughs) (laughs) now you have my attention (laughs)
0: Um, all right. So moving on from the PlayStation thing, we talked about matrix. Uh, we already touched on this earlier, but Disney announced that with the Shang-Chi, like, uh, the doing pretty well in the box office pandemic considered that for the rest of its 2021 movies, uh, they will all debut excuse exclusively in theaters. Uh, just gut level surface level reaction. I want to know two things. How do you feel about this? And do you think it sticks?
1: Um, I like the initiative. I don't think it sticks. Did you know that the Delta variant is also known as the Disney variant, which is what we're all going to (laughs) get if we continue to go to the movie theater to see these things.
2: Are they going
0: to call the booster shots, the Disney pluses? Yeah,
2: maybe. Yeah, I don't,
1: I don't know. Well, Time will tell if things get really worse, but I could, I mean, 2021 is almost over, dude. Like they could, they could fake it till they make it and then
0: (laughs) be fine. Yeah. I think that I don't think this sticks like, but the thing is, is that I don't know what, what are the big movies that are coming out in 2021 for Disney? Like just Marvel movies, which ones eternals. No, that's 2021. Oh, wait. You mean the rest of 2021? <laughs> Shit, I'm thinking 2022 even. No, like I'm is, adding that year. into it too. Yeah. yeah, well, that I actually kind of buy. But I do think that means that Eternals is going to tank a little bit harder than we thought. Definitely. Moving right on.
2: Down, right down the pooper. Yeah, right down the
0: pooper. Uh, no Time to Die is officially the longest Bond movie at 163 minutes. That's a long movie. <laughs> John, are you excited?
1: I am really excited. I mean, this is the last Craig one. So like give me like an epic Bond movie. You know what I mean? Like a a dark night runtime esque Bond movie. I'm psyched, dude. I mean, like you talked about how like your most anticipated movie besides Spider Man's like Dune. I think like for me it's this
2: Bond movie for sure. Yeah.
1: Can't wait. To, give me that like, Rami. It,
0: Give me yeah. that Rami Malek.
1: Get a little Kristoff Susan in there. Like,
0: Let's go. Ana de Armas. Mm, mm. Give me that Ben Affleck sloppy seconds. <laughs> when is uh, No Time to Die coming out? October 8th. October 8th. Okay, cool. So less, a little less than a month. I will be out of town that weekend, but we can figure it out. Yeah. Um, I'm going to flip the last two stories and just say, Obi-Wan Kenobi TV show is rap filming says you and mcgregor apparently so take him at okay, his
2: word
0: he's done <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like he's like the show's done well, i yeah. am done
1: yeah i still wish I got to meet him but say i love you
0: yeah it's like a variety confirmed that there are multiple scenes of panda babu and uh dr Evazon or whatever yeah did i get that right yeah it's panda Baba, but you're close it's not panda babu
1: no, it's Babu Frick. Ah, oh, Baba. Droid is ready.
0: <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> oh, my dearest, my oldest friend, Babu Frick. Come on, Rise of Skywalker. Good movie. Good it's,
1: movie. A, it's a good movie. It's not a great movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, All of the X-Wing stuff that just came out is from Rise of Skywalker, by the way.
0: Oh, yeah.
1: You get Kylo's ship. Oh, that uh, Ray flips the over. The Razor Crest
0: is the Razor Crest.
1: The Razor Crest comes out in um, quarter one of next year, so we get Baby Yoda and X Wing finally. That's cool. Yeah, dude. It's uh, the picture on the card is him sipping the the tea. Cup. Yeah, nice. or
0: the soup or whatever. I think it's like bone broth or whatever. Yeah. She wants All right. God, John, we're excited? gonna. End- Are you excited for Book of Boba Fett, Zach? Not really. <laughs> you (laughs) (laughs) i want to see a trailer i don't i mean i don't know i don't know i really just want to see mando season three
1: i don't even need to see a trailer to know that i'm more excited for book of boba fett than like hawkeye
0: (laughs) but that's just me yeah well let's end the show on a high note john as we always do Uh, This past Thursday, I believe. Yeah, Thursday sounds right. Uh, Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct, and on the Direct, they announced some games, some stuff that we don't really need to delve into on Radiovania because it's just below our pay grade. But the thing that they did talk about was uh, Shigeru Miyamoto-san took the stage toward the end of the conference, and he he was like, what's up? He was like hey y'all know that we're making a movie we're making a Mario movie with Illumination the the Despicable Me people he's like but we don't have anything to show yet we can't show you any of the movie but we can tell you the cast and here's the cast
1: so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna play our favorite game Zach we're gonna play thumbs up thumbs down (laughs)
0: I'm just going to lock my fingers right here for the rest of this segment. Yeah.
1: The whole segment?
0: No, that's not true. All right, so here we go. Yep. Chris Pratt will voice Mario. Thumbs down. <laughs> Thumbs, down. Thumbs, down. Thumbs down. Thumbs down for sure. Are you kidding me? The terrible spe- call.
1: Like, there, there's no way you win this. Either he culturally appropriates an Italian accent, which is bad, or... Real bad. Real bad. He's just and Chris I'm Italian, Pratt, which so is I, can, I can
0: say that. Yeah. Anya Taylor Joy is Peach. I'm gonna go thumbs up. I'm gonna go thumbs up on this one as well. Oh, competent I actress. i sure she'll be fine. Charlie Day is Luigi. Two thumbs up. I'm gonna go thumbs up on this one as well. Yeah. I think this is funny enough. Like, so with Chris Pratt as Mario, as an Italian American, I worry about the representation of my people by Chris Pratt. But Charlie Day speaks to me as more of a comedic, lighthearted touch. I'm gonna go ahead and make a
1: bold prediction that they're not Italian.
2: It's an animated movie. Like they're not. They're Italian. gonna
0: be. That's his whole thing. He's an Italian plumber. I know.
2: I'm you can't
0: you, take that away from me.
1: You can't take
2: that away from my people.
1: They're doing it. I bet.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> continue jack black is bowser thumbs down i'm gonna go thumbs down as well i think this is a easy call i can already hear this in my brain i'm imagining like you know who jack from a great like bowser what
2: you know who would have been a great bowser who jeffrey wright <laughs> <laughs> yeah maybe i'm just kidding that was a joke He's too soft-spoken for that. What Maybe about like, uh, uh,
0: J Muse?
1: Ooh, now you're talking. That was Bowser?
2: Snoochie boochie boochies. <laughs> Snoochie, boochies, Mario. Where do you get all those wonderful flowers?
0: Keegan Michael Key is Toad. <laughs> I go thumbs up. I trust. I trust Keegan Michael Key. I just think this is hysterical because I mean you've heard Toad talk. Is like. Bah! Yeah, he's going to be like, because Kevin
1: Hart plays the little white poodle in uh, Secret Life of Pets. So this is like their stunt
0: casting for like a stand up comedian. All right. Next up. We got Seth Rogen playing Donkey Kong. Thumbs up. <laughs>
2: <sighs>
0: this is just absurd. We'll talk about this. In a sec. All right. Uh, there's a couple other people here. Fred Armisen is going to voice Cranky Kong. Sure. Um, and then they announced that longtime Mario voice actor, Charles Martinet will also have a series of featured cameos in the movie. Um, I just want to say, I think this is a terrible idea. I think Nintendo, you fucked yourself. You fucked it. You've done it. It's bad. This is a bad call. I think this movie is going to be ass. Uh, I think that you've made a terrible mistake and I think your casting is is atrocious. I think that some of this is funny, bad, but I think most of this is bad bad. and I can't imagine a world in which Chris Pratt voicing Mario is good. So I am very down on this movie, John. I, I think that this Locked is down. gonna yeah, I'm down I'm downtown to Chinatown. I think that I want to watch this movie with like 16 beers in me. In, like, a whole cow zone. Yeah, and a whole cow zone. Well, I got to do something to make sure that my Italian heritage knows that I care about them. Because if I go see the Mario <laughs> Brothers movie and they're not Italian, I might just have to shoot myself. On that note, <laughs> thanks for listening to this. If show. Mario doesn't say it's a me, if he goes it's me Mario. <laughs> my, <laughs> I might just have an aneurysm. <laughs> I don't know if I can handle that. Uh, so. What do you think? Are you excited about this movie at all? Does this casting do anything for you? What do you think?
1: So you called me about this 2 days ago. Right. And you're like, "Did you did you watch this? And do you remember what I said?" No. I said I didn't know they were making a Mario movie with Illumination. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, my stocks were already plummeting because I had no idea it existed. So I really right. don't give a fuck,
0: to be honest with you. Well, now that you know, now that, now that, it, ex- now that it exists and you know the cast list, mm-hmm. do you have any hope for this movie? Or do you, like, what What are your excitement levels? I'm going to go see it to
2: support my guy, Charlie Day. Um, that's it, though. Okay. I think this movie is going to be ass. It's going to be really bad. I think
0: it's gonna be bad.
1: However, Illumination tends to make really good animated movies. So,
0: <laughs> what what uh, di, uh, <laughs> uh, it, how, it, uh, what was the last Illumination movie you saw?
2: I've seen all of the Despicable Me's Life of Pets. Sings pretty good. Really? Yeah, it's got McConaughey in it, bro, as a koala. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The Illumination movies just seem so like soul devoid. Like, they just. Doesn't kind of Illumination feel- make like
1: Hotel Transylvania or is that DreamWorks? That might be DreamWorks. Oh, fuck yeah. DreamWorks is awesome, man.
2: Did you say awesome?
1: Yeah. Shrek.
0: Oh, my God. Shrek sucks. <laughs> All
1: right. Well, that's a whole nother pot because that is not. <laughs> true
0: at all the Shrek
2: is overrated for sure the franchise uh, itself i'm overrated. gonna leave the zoom don't do that i'm leaving
0: no don't, don't I'm, go le- I'm
1: gonna leave don't go this is my swamp <laughs> <laughs> i'm
0: leaving in the morning i'm making waffles all right well we've come to the end of the road it's a long and wind, windy road. We've had a good time tonight. We've talked about Shang-Chi. We've talked about Marvel movies. We've talked about DC. We've talked about uh, the fucking Mario goddamn Brothers movie. It's been a whole lot of fun. John, thank you for joining me. You're welcome. Thank you. I appreciate the acknowledgement. Uh, like I said at the top of the show, you can find us at show at gmail.com. That's our web address for all of our, like, you know emails if you want to send us notes love letters i'm crying
1: you can email zach and tell him that the shrek movie movie
0: yeah i do we need to do this do we need to rank the shrek movies i've only seen two of them so oh i've seen all four
1: well that's why you don't like shrek
0: (laughs) fair fair um Yeah. Radiovania.com. All of our previous episodes are there and you can leave us a tip if you really like what we're doing. We'd be appreciative. All the money that we get from this show goes right back into the show. That's web hosting. That's creating merch. That's doing whatever we want to do to make the show better for you guys because we appreciate you. Um, I promise it doesn't go to our alcohol budget. That uh, That budget's built out at the beginning of every fiscal year. um what else john what am i missing i think that's it man that's it yeah follow yeah. me at zach ritello follow john and at add nausea then parker um the next time oh jesus that's spooky evil the uh the next time that we will be getting together will either be um, like another news update show like a casual sort of podcast or it could be after we watch Dune. So get your questions in for the show. Get your stuff in to radiovineershowatgmail.com and uh, we appreciate you. Both TDK and uh, uh, the polka dot Man. Really appreciate you as well. John can you give me What are we talking about? Can you give me a Shang-Chi quote quote to end the show? Oh, give me a Shrek quote to end the the, the episode on. Hmm. What are you doing in my swamp? (laughs) Do you know the Muffin Man?
1: He lives on Drury Lane.
0: (laughs) The Muffin Man?
2: The Muffin Man!